Hashtag SAFM Sport Tracks. You're with SAFM. Welcome to the program. Uh, John Kerrick with you through till nine o'clock, another half hour or so. We're going to talk uh, rowing in just a moment. Let me just update you on some scores in case you missed it earlier. Let's tell you what's happening in the football. Um, Al Ahly have scored against Esperance Tunis in the CAF Champions League and away goal for Al Ahly as well. So Esperance Tunis nil, Al Ahly won. 72 minutes played there. Earlier today, Germany beat Portugal in Europe and Hungary and France played to one-all draw. Spain K take off against Poland, kickoff against Poland at nine. Wydad against Kaiser Chiefs at nine o'clock tonight as well. Let's update you on the golf. Um, the leaders haven't teed off yet. Richard Bland and Russell Henley will tee off at 10.35. Louis Oesthuizen and Matthew Wolf tee off at 10.24 today. Some of the uh, Paul Casey's up there. Martin Kamer has teed off. Christian Besaid notes, tees off at half past nine tonight. He's currently in 13th place. Brandon Grace is also tied 13th place. He tees off at 18 minutes past nine. Let's chat rowing a little bit. Things are looking good for the South African men's rowing team. They've been building up towards the Olympic Games quite nicely. Lawrence Britton, silver medalist in Rio, and John Smith joins us as well. Gentlemen, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you very much for having us on the show. Uh, a, ni- a nice build-up that you guys have been having, um, only losing to Switzerland in your build-up. So t- t- where, do we, where should we start? Let's go with you, Lawrence. Tell us about this build-up to the games. Yeah, so we only lost to GB uh, in, our, in our last regatta, and ah. it's obviously been a very difficult uh, build-up because of COVID. We haven't really raced, so uh, we, went to, we went to Switzerland to, to race the final regatta or, or preparation regatta before the Olympic Games. And yeah, that went really well, but it had, it had only been our first time racing since 2019. So it was quite tricky sure. to get in there and, and you know, get racing internationally again. But obviously the work that we'd done at home was paying off and yeah, it was really nice. A new crew, new combination for, for us from the South African rowing team. So it was quite an exciting trip. What do you think, John? Yeah, um, we've had We've had some years where we haven't quite got results and to, to start the season off like that, that's really positive. We really got the, the sniff here and we really go in for it. You two are going to be as part of the pair. So how's that relationship going? No, we, we part of the four. So uh, there's, there's four of us in the crew. Uh, we, we raced in the pair in 2019 and we qualified that boat okay. uh, for the Tokyo Games. <laughs> and then right. we changed to the men's four this year because we thought it had a better prospect for, for us and the times we were getting in the team when we were doing our selection racing and uh, trying out the four were really quick. So uh, it was sort of a, a new combination, a new boat for us, but really exciting. And John has a lot of history in the four. Uh, he won gold in London 2012 in the lightweight men's four. So really awesome to, to have him in the boat that, that he's already Olympic champion in and yeah, just going forward is quite exciting. We've got those lovely memories of London. You guys did so well. Ladies did so well as well. Are you? Are we at that same level again? Um, we we definitely got a, a sniff this year. Um, we had a we've had two two real good Olympics, 2012 and 20, 2016. Um, and then along the road now to to the Tokyo Olympics, we've sort of. Had some some decent speed, some touches of magic, but not quite um, the end results at the World Championships in in every in each of the years. But yeah, now going forward to to Tokyo, we have a lot of belief in our team, and we 
Ready for, for one last great performance. <laughs> uh, Lawrence Britton, how old are you now? Uh, me and John, we're 30 this year. So we're getting on with the, with the yes. old guys in the, in the team. And uh, yeah, we're getting on in it. Yeah, coming you say that, but sort of 19, 18 years old, and now the youngest yeah. guys. Now we both of us are the oldest, so it's, it's quite, the, <laughs> quite the journey. You say that, but 30 is still a good age. You could do another Olympic Games. It's only three years away. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, for for rowing kind of rowing ages. It's it's in our prime still for sure. Mm. Um, but oh, our focus is 100 percent on on Tokyo now. I mean, if things go well, then we can think about it and we can dream about uh, Paris afterwards. But for now, we have one goal, and that's to get the next uh, month and a bit right. John Smith, what do you do now between now and the Olympic Games, which is a month away? We, we are here in Lesotho on training camp, and we are just getting the work done. We're in the grind. We're just we're pushing every day. We're pushing the bodies to the limit. God um, just ramped up the training program, so... Things are, things are quite intense. Um, we're trying to stay out here in the situ where there's less risk of the COVID. And then we go uh, off back home for a few days of isolation. We're not, not going to the shops, not going anywhere. And then we're off to Japan early to try to acclimatize to the, the hot weather and get ready for the games. I'm confused. The situ is known for snow in the middle of winter. Are you guys snow rowing? Uh, it is pretty cold here. Um, and when we caught you, there was quite a lot of snow. So we've actually, the, the cold has been, and it's definitely been the coldest temperatures that we've ever rode in. We don't usually come up to Lesotho this late in the year, but because of COVID and, and because of just the kind of environment that is back home, we, we just thought that dealing with the cold mm. is, is easier than dealing with sick team members and, uh, and having to be isolated and quarantine all the time is, is a bit of a hack. So just coming up into to the mountains, yeah, even though it's cold, we can just dish up real training. And I mean, we have these last two weeks have probably been the, the hardest two weeks of training we've ever done in the team. So it's really has been, has worked out really well for us. Are you guys going on the water? Or just... Yeah, we're on the, we're on the water. We're on the, all right. um, we do most of our training on the water. We've got a little, a room to, that we've heated up to prepare for the heat and we do the rowing machine in there and the indoor indoor bikes um, to try to acclimatize a little bit for the heat. But we most of our training generally, we've got like in South Africa with the heat. And then in the when we go into winter, we generally have training camps in um, Limpopo where it's nice and warm in Zanin there. And then also we generally in Europe for summer there, summer. So we don't really get a lot of the cold, lucky enough, um, of our South African winter, I think. During lockdown was the first time we experienced the winter, and that was that was quite unpleasant. I was watching the Varsity Boat Race. It seems like just the other day, but I think it's quite a few weeks back now. It's just not the same without the fans along the side. Uh, there's still this debate about fans for the the Tokyo Olympics. Lawrence, what's it like? Have you was this last event that you did? Did you have fans? Would, do fans make a difference for you guys? There, there was a little bit of uh, the, the Swiss people were coming out to to watch it, but it was very closed and it wasn't the the usual crowds that we that we get. And you know, when coming down the track in Rio, it was really, you know, noisy and and awesome, especially towards the the end of the race there. And I think Japan is not going to be like that at all. So mm. we've kind of geared up to just focus on ourselves. You know, 
rowing is already quite an internal sport. You know, you're in your lane, you, you, you're so focused on your boat and what you're doing uh, out there that, you know, the crowd doesn't have a huge impact like a soccer game or something. But so we're just kind of trying to get our heads around that it's going to be quiet and we're just going to be there doing our thing. And the support is coming from home, coming from people watching on TV. And we know that that's there. You guys on the social media. So when you see somebody saying, well done, SA rowing team, then you know, okay, we're doing a good job. Yeah. That's basically it. John. Also your, yeah. Your, your WhatsApps. I remember after the last race, <laughs> you know, 117 WhatsApps within an hour. Um, you know, you've done something good. <laughs> Let, let's talk about how the team works. It's, it's, it's very much a team sport. You have to click. You have to you work together. You all have your different roles. John, explain, explain how that team preparation is going. Yeah, we, we speak about building a lot of trust amongst the team members. Um, so in, in our boat alone, there's, there's four people. And the, the guy in front, um, Sandro Torrente, he's, he sort of set up the, sets up the rhythm and the, the pace of the race. And then um, I sit behind him, so I'll, I'll back him up. Um, and then behind me, we have uh, another young guy, Carl, really strong, who's there to, to dish up the power. And then in, sort of in the back, uh, we have Lawrence, who's making the calls in the leading the race, and also there backing Carl up with the big power. So in the team, we all got our roles, and we're all trying to trying to dish up our best performance, and also have that synergy between the between the guys to make the boat cost as possible. So but there's mm-hmm. definitely we have our own roles. The coaches, his head coach, he. He calls the shots. He sets the program. He tells us how to how to pull the sticks. So, um, <laughs> has got their role, and we we try to do it, we try to do it to the best of our ability. So, no one else has to worry about trying to do your role at all. Mm. Lawrence, when it comes to a race, obviously you set yourself a time goal. And have you guys got timers that in the boat, or is it when it, it's just man against man when it comes to the race? Yeah, so you have a very kind of set race plan that you develop over the, the, the time you spend in the boat. So the, over the year, last year, we've kind of all our training is spent building parts of the race that we want to execute really well. And, you know, our race is 2,000 meters long, so it takes up about six minutes. But the weather can play a huge role in that. So it's not exactly time markers that you're looking for because if it's a little bit of a headwind uh, breezy day then the time can can change quite a lot so it's much more about feeling and about how the how you're executing the race as you go down the track but the the stroke man sandro torrente he has a little um, basically like a gps watch but it's on the boat and it gives you stroke rate and speed and you know time and, and all of that so he can he's the one who needs to see the the numbers and and really set up the the rhythm into how the boat needs to feel on the track. My guests are John Smith, Lawrence Britton, both going to be rowing at the Tokyo Olympic Games. Uh, so just just on that, uh, sorry, you're listening to SAFM, by the way. Sorry, I was just getting very excited about this question. So obviously you, you set up the race. You, you know what you want to do. And you if, if a team goes out fast and you're not planning on going out fast, is it just a patient waiting game? Or is there a point where you're going to go, actually, guys, we need to go a bit faster at the beginning now? So it's it's a bit in the in the in the middle between those two. So we don't we want to get it's a six minute race. So you don't have a huge amount of time. It's not like a marathon where right. you know you're running for for hours or you know you've got this huge thing in front of you. You know you really have a, a sprint in front of you. So but there is some pacing involved. So we kind of um, want to hit the the good rhythm out the front. And if someone really goes out hard, 
you know, we know that they're going to pay for that a bit later down the track. So mm. our goal is to, to really nail the middle of the race and, and be really fast through the kind of middle part of the race and then see what needs to be done at the end. Hey, Johnny? Yeah, and a lot of the time there's also we, we stick to that plan and um, every now and again you, um, towards the end of the race, you'll be looking out, look across and there's another crew right next to you and then it's, it's really time to go and that's where you sort of, we speak about getting that sniff um, in the sprint and then it's, it's all guns blazing and then you got to back yourself um, for the line through a lot of pain. So um, it does get that point in the race where you, you, you just got to go and then Lawrence will call that and be full, full trust and you just, you just bury yourself to kind of go after it. You guys are broken at the end of a race. Yeah, I mean, the race is, I mean, the, the 2K race is probably, we've done a lot of sports in our lives and it's physically one of the hardest things to, to get, get through. And as we train more and we get better at it, you just get better at putting yourself into more pain and earlier and, <laughs> and putting out a bigger physical performance. And, you know, it is something that if you look at any rower, before the start of the race, you just see the thousand yard stare because it literally feels like you walking into your death, uh, or your, your, into the, the lion's den and you, you're really having to, to put out a monster performance and you know that the more you can hurt yourself, the, the better your results going to be. So yeah, it is something quite serious to, to, to get done. Oh, it's it's, it's well, no joke. Um, well, we wear a lot of these heart, these heart rate straps and they, they monitor yeah. every session stuff like that and on these on these races guys are guys are getting close to the the maximum we're in top end of the 90 percent depending depending how hard you're coming home you're full-on racing Mm. in the sprint guys are guys are right at the top of the tree there so it's um it's you have to go you have to go all in to to get some of these races well they say it never gets easier you just go faster That's it. Put it right there. Yep. <laughs> okay. So now uh, you said you're, you're in Lesotho, you're training at high altitude, I imagine. That must make a little bit of an advantage as well. So what's the plan between now and Japan? So we, we spend, we've got another week here in Lesotho, uh, final week of just uh, really topping off the, the big training load that we've been dishing up up here. Then we'll go home a uh, short time to, to see some of our family and loved ones, but obviously limited and, and really trying to be mm. careful next week or, or the following week. And then we fly off to Japan and we actually have a, a three-week training camp in, in, in Japan before we head o- across to the Olympic Village. That's going to be a big, that's going to be advantage, John. 2,000 meters. Uh, okay, so 2,000 meters, that helps. And then spending time in Japan. Yes. Big thing with the 2,000 meters is that also just accumulates. Just walking up to sort of um, the, the meals here, you just you just out of breath. A lot of people <laughs> don't realize what it is to even live at 2,000 meters. It's, it's really unpleasant. Um, you're out of breath. You sleep pretty well, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah it's, it's crazy. And then to, to put down the full training at, at this high altitude, it's coaches, I think, is trying to kill us. <laughs> and But it's... It's going to be great for you guys to, to get used to that Japan atmosphere. It's, I always say Japan's like a different world. It's, it's, it's certainly very different to what we're used to here. So spending time there is going to be an advantage as well. Yeah, so we did a, a little recon session. Uh, we went across there for just over a week in 2019 in preparation for the game. Just to, to get a look and a feel 
uh, for Japan and for Tokyo. So we kind of know what we, we're going into, but also it is going to be a bit different. And that's why we're going early to acclimatize and, you know, get all the COVID risk out the way. And, and so we can just get into our bubble there, get onto some good training and then move to, to the Olympic Village and into the Olympic Games. Well, Jens, good luck to you. And hopefully we'll see, hopefully we'll see you guys flying the flag high again. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> nice and confident. Lawrence Britton, thank you very much. Also, John Smith, they're on their way for rowing for South Africa. SA Men's Rowing Crew are going to be representing South Africa again. I'm actually sitting here doing rowing in my chair, and I'm exhausted. It is such a difficult sport. That'll be happening at the Sea Forest Waterway, Central Breakwater in Tokyo Bay. 14 medal events will be contested by 526 athletes, 263 men and women each. Good luck to South Africa.